Welcome into the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, joined by none other than the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's up, Tav? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm all right. Yeah. If you can't tell from our somber voices, we come bearing bad news. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard. Uh, but uh, <laughs> sadly, we had we had to get together today to talk. We didn't have any plans to get together today and talk, but. Chadwick Boseman passed on due to uh, cancer that he'd been battling for four years. I was fucking devastated. Yeah, no, that was not anything that I thought I would be seeing on a, what was that, Friday night? Friday night, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was at work, right? Uh-huh. And I'm doing dishes in the back. I've been doing dishes in the back for an hour and 15 fucking mm-hmm. minutes. My night's already bad. Okay. <laughs> my, night, my night's already bad. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, I, I check my phone to check the time. I'm like, you know what? I'm about to get out of here. <laughs> I'm about mm-hmm. to get the fuck out of here. What time is it? Rasheel, text me. Yo, Chadwick Boseman died. Yo. I go, you're fucking with me. <laughs> so that was my, I said, you're fucking. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking. You're with fucking me. with me. And uh, he was not fucking with me. Yeah. No. That's funny. My Mine went pretty similarly. I was uh, actually mildly drunk. In the back of a, a pickup truck, uh, coming back from picking up free uh, Facebook Marketplace furniture, um, <laughs> it was really random. I don't know, yeah, that's what we were doing. But um, yeah, one of them, I'm on the phone with someone else, and he's like, "Hey, when y'all getting back, whatever?" And like, we're talking about what we're about to go do. And then um, someone goes, "Chadwick Bozeman died," and I was like, "What? No. no." And I was like, "No, Chadwick Bozeman didn't die. What are you talking about?" And then he goes, "Yeah, he did," and I was like. No, he didn't. I was like, yo, fuck off. Yeah, I was like, no, he didn't. And then he goes, look at his Wikipedia. And I was like, what? What? And then I look, I, I didn't even, I like half looked. I was like, no, you're talking bullshit. Shut up. Like, also, then, also, I don't, why go to his Wikipedia? Like, why was I, he on I, his I, Wikipedia? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure out too. But maybe that was his way of proving it, which was a pretty effective way because when they put died August 28th, Chadwick, on Chadwick Boseman's Wikipedia page, you believe that shit. You do believe that shit. And I was just like, I was on the phone with someone literally and I go, he, he asked me a very direct question and like we were not done figuring out what we were figuring out. Um, but he, he asked me something and I just go, I gotta call you back. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I gotta, I gotta go. I cannot, like, I cannot be talking. I, to you literally, right now. like, I don't, I was just like, I can't even, like, yo, I think left about work these five minutes later. Like, I was, I was like, I, I have to go. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I have to go. And, and they let me go. And I got to my car and I was like, <laughs> bro, I was fucking like, that A, bro. Like it, fucking it fucked me up. Not... I, uh, I mean, Chadwick Boseman was such a good fucking actor. Oh, and yeah. from, and by all intents and pers- purposes, a, a good fucking person seemed like oh yeah no he was he was definitely like one of those people who i think gained his fame through his through his um sort of his legend the the, the idea that or what people said about him like every, nobody had a like a bad thing to say about chadwick boseman Never. and that's like there's there's a reason for these things like this these aren't just like uh creations of of hollywood like no Mm-mm. the dude was just a, i mean he dedicated his career <laughs> to Putting on for his community's legends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackie Robinson, James Brown, fucking Thurgood Marshall. And, and you can... Then t- the Black Panther. And even on all doubt, on all doubt of uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, and just how iconic his career has been. Think about the fact that movies made about those individuals who he portrayed, Black Panthers, 
uh um uh fucking Jackie Robinson, uh Bobby Brown. James Brown. James Brown, James Brown. Um to go to the same person for all of those like shows that there's a like there's a fucking there is no one else there, that could man. do it like they were just like we need we need this Boseman. man to portray every icon ever yeah like, like it's just it's just the deal and like there was nobody who could have played Black Panther the way that oh, Chadwick Boseman no. did it oh, Th- there was already a kingliness about mm-hmm. him you know and I don't know how to I don't know how to articulate it it's just kind of like there was this presence about him that. Mm-hmm. No other person could have played Black oh, Panther yeah. and done it quite as effectively. No, um, I was uh, I was thinking, I mean, a lot about it over the last couple <laughs> of days, uh, and there. You remember in? Did you ever watch Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Yeah. Remember at the beginning when Spider Man dies? Yeah. That scene always hits me really hard because it's like. Like I already have a tie to the character mm-hmm. Spider Man yeah. going all the way back to my childhood. So yeah. when that when so when that scene's happened, I'm like, fuck. Like I'm like that's never happened in a yeah. story. Like in any of the Spider Man stories that like twenty minutes into the movie, yeah. Spider Man fucking died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I and like I'm I was just thinking like, yo, like what if Spider Man died? It happened. Chadwick Boseman is the superhero that died like yeah. and that's and that it, like and that it resonated with me in almost the exact same way that uh-huh. scene resonates with me in terms of just emotions yeah. i was like fuck yeah like yeah a super a superhero died yeah <laughs> like, no, that's, definitely. that's what fucking happened yeah that's that's literally what happened and it's just crazy because i just feel really like it's 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 a privilege to have not had to like really deal with something of that magnitude when I was like growing up, right? Like yeah. someone who that I just grown to iconicize and, and just idolize drops dead, like due to cancer. Yo. And the fact that he'd been battling it for four years, it yeah. was kept a complete secret. He made all those fucking movies mm-hmm. like just fuck. Like he's got a fucking great circle around him. Oh, he yeah. did. Oh yeah. Like, to to have kept that a secret and it not get out for because I even remember a few months ago when those pictures were going around of him and he was mm-hmm. looking real skinny and like there have been a lot of people online talking about how he was getting made fun of and like mm-hmm. uh, people were like calling him a crackhead and stuff and it's like I, I'm don't get me wrong I'm sure that happened given what I know about uh, given what I know about the internet yeah but uh, the stuff that I saw was an outpouring of support for this man oh, yeah. during that time. I remember being on like Marvel Twitter and like seeing people just being like, I really hope this guy's okay because he doesn't like, I, I remember being like distinctly like, Oh shit is Chadwick Boseman. Okay. But then, yeah. you know, news cycle rotates right. three days later. I'm not even fucking thinking about it. Right. So this yeah. news hits and I'm like, fuck. And mm-hmm. like, and I'm, my, my mind's rolling when I hear it. I'm like, what, well, car accident like that, that yeah. that's that's my go-to obviously uh-huh. like when someone dies young it's like that's the most likely scenario yeah. but then i was like stage four colon Col- cancer what the fuck <laughs> i was like holy shit and yeah. like i'm really i was like fucking hey that is yeah, terrible no. it's it's tragic but it, it is tragic it definitely i think that it'll cause us to uh not give him any you know um discounts when it comes to his his uh greatness and what he was when he was alive oh no doubt no doubt i think uh i think we'll remember chadwick boseman yeah (laughs) for a very long time 
We definitely will. Uh, we've got a uh, good show ahead. We're gonna we're gonna talk Black Panther today. That's the move. You know, we're gonna gonna do the Black Panther movie, and then we're gonna return to Comic Club for issues seven through nine of Black Panther: The Intergalactic Empire, in honor of our King T'Challa. In honor. Uh, so yeah, good episode ahead of us. Let's uh, roll the tape and uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. So let's talk about Black Panther. It's a fucking great movie. Just a great movie. We're Read. not even going to go over a synopsis, you know, because if you're here celebrating Chadwick Boseman, I'm going to assume you watched Black Panther. It was a pretty yeah. big fucking deal. And that's the, that's the first thing we got to talk about is what what a moment in that movie a was. A moment. Like I think we saw it together. For we the did. First time, we right? did yeah. at the uh, at the uh, um, Alamo. Alamo. Yeah. Alamo Draft House, baby. Man, that's that's iconic, the place to see fucking movies. Movie theater. Like. I love it. I want we. Whenever it's safe to do that again, we ought to do oh, that again. We have to. We have to. We have to. But yeah, but we saw we saw that uh, saw that at the Alamo, and it was glorious. Yeah, I loved it. That was quite a movie, and I just I remember being like, "This is like even more than I ever thought it could be," because what they were doing was so like it was just right on the head, like right on the. They nose knew what, what they, they were doing. Talking about they, in that like, movie, and. I'm so glad that movie was as celebrated as it was when it was. Because, oh, yeah. dude, it was all anyone was I, talking about you, you all came, February. Came to school the next day, instead of saying, what's up to your friend, you said, Ibombe. Ibombe. <laughs> I, I swear to God, like, this is how people greeted each other. Ah-ha. <laughs> Ah-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's, that's another, that's an. A great character in that movie, M'Baku. Yo, M'Baku. He's he kills I love, shit. And man. I, I love even more how they wrote M'Baku in the comics that are coming out right now. Oh yes, like, dude. That, that's his potential in the with his movie character. It's, it's, and, because they set that up in the Black exactly. Panther movie. The way yeah. the way T'Challa invites him in and is uh-huh. like he's like we can we can finally unite the tribes, yeah. man. Come and he, through, and, and then he shows up at the end. He's, he's a little. Like, Witness the might of the Jabari at <laughs> uh, the first hand. And I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah, I'm like, Hell yeah. He seemed antagonistic at first. Like, you're like, oh, well, this dude don't fuck with nobody. But you're like, but we he still vegetarians. got his principles. He still has his principles. I will feed you to my children. <laughs> I'm kidding. We are vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just laughs his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that character. But, uh. I mean that that movie is just chock full of fucking oh, great characters, yeah. and as we get more into the comics, it is interesting to see the different takes of these characters in the Black Panther u- universe because Nakia is always around, and mm-hmm. uh, Okoye isn't as, isn't around as much in the comics as she is in the movies, but she's still around. And I mean Mbaku, like you just talked yeah. about, and especially the different takes on Eric Killmonger; mm-hmm. those are fucking crazy. Yeah, and I mean this movie's take on Killmonger is 
pretty kick-ass. Yeah, it's no, pretty it great. is. Michael B. Jordan doesn't doesn't fail. No, <laughs> no, he doesn't. No. And you know what's funny is like I was thinking about it. I was watching the movie last night. I tried to watch it Friday night. Mm-hmm. I got 15 minutes in, and I was like, I can't do this. I, I like I, I already cried like four times in the 15 minutes I watched it. I was like, I can't do this tonight. <laughs> so I did it last night, and I was a little bit more well-adjusted. Yeah. And uh, as I was watching it, I was like, is Michael B. Jordan that good of an actor? Because, like, I mean, like, he is good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. He is good. But he's particularly good at playing extreme emotions. Yeah. It's whenever it's <laughs> it's whenever he's not being extreme that you're kind of like, that he kind of loses me a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I have to be consciously thinking about it for him mm-hmm. to lose me. It's not like I'm when oh, I'm yeah. watching, he totally takes me out of it or anything. Yeah. But, like, when that dude plays angry or extremely sad, you're like, that shit is believable. Like, oh, yeah, he no, is he, he's as definitely... believable as anybody. Yeah, he comes through with a lot of passion. I think that kind of reflects in the roles that he gets because, I mean, think about it. Like, um, what, what's, what's the one I was thinking of? Um, when he, he was in, well, just Killmonger, obviously he's a very passionate person. Um, he was in, God. Fahrenheit 451. Was uh, he was a pretty passionate person in that, too. He was, he was. Um, there's another one he's known for. Uh, uh, Creed. Creed. Yeah, Creed. Like the fact that he got picked for Creed, was, I'm just like, see, and the, and see, that's what's interesting too, is because those are the particularly good roles for him. It's yeah. the, the pat, the, like the full, uh, just in your fucking face. I'm the best. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I am carrying myself as though I will. Fuck He's motivational. Everything up. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just I'm, I'm here to body shit. He's motivation, like, and then but like that dynamic that he provides with Chadwick, I think, is the value of that. Of his casting, like as absolutely because, the, uh, the especially as the dichotomy of T'Challa and Killmonger, yeah, they yeah. are complete opposites, right? And I think Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman are a good reflection of that. Not not complete opposites or anything, but they're uh-huh. they're really as good a representation of the, that sort of opposite thing in terms of actors as anybody. Uh-huh. I mean, Chadwick Boseman was always really laid back; you never heard exactly. from him much. He yeah, kept very private, as uh-huh. we know, and. uh but Michael B. Jordan, you hear from that dude quite a bit. Oh yeah, I know. He's, well, I don't even know. Like, yeah, you, you do hear hear from more uh, consider, or you do hear from Michael B. Jordan more. Um, but I also feel like the fact that um, Michael B. Jordan ha- has like this, um, like y- you wanna you wanna follow him, right? You wanna see yeah. him succeed, right? But it's like with Chadwick and and T'Challa, and even the other roles that Chadwick's kind of played. Um, it feels like he's even beyond the need to to watch him be successful. He's already there. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like I don't need to watch. I, I don't just want to see you succeed. Like you're already fucking mm-hmm. doing it. Like, it's yeah, like, like exactly. you're you are what I imagine is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much everything. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like from the I saw this man in a. Was it Letter to the King? No. Was that the movie? Have you seen Letter to the yes, King? Yes, that's a really was that, fucking was that the good movie, movie. Was it set in like California or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and he was a. Uh, shit, I watched that once. And I it watched was a it while once ago. a while ago, but it was set in like an urban area, right? Yes, like, yeah. Okay. I think I I want to say it was it was in California. Yeah, uh, that movie. I remember. W- I just watched that like as a one off because that like I'd seen Chadwick in um um forty two. I'd seen him in um. Uh, the uh, why do I keep forgetting this man's first name? 
the uh, Brown. Jackie Brown. <laughs> huh? Jackie Brown. No, not that's Jackie not, Brown. Not, not, not Jackie Brown. Brown. James Brown. James Brown. Jackie Brown is a Quentin Tarantino movie, my bad. <laughs> I thought you, you, you mixed the Jackie Robinson and, and James Brown. That's probably where my mind was. That's yeah. probably why that happened. But. Um, but I knew him as James Brown. I knew him as uh, Jackie Robinson, and I was just like, is this guy like actually like a good actor? Does he like? Does he just kind of look like those people, and so they picked him for those roles? Well, and see, that's the thing too is I've never been very good at critically watching acting performances either. Like, I, yeah, me either. I'm like, me yo, either. if you, like, if you right, put it on screen, I, I probably think you. I probably thought you. were I'm good. like, I'm like, yo, you memorized all those lines. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but like but you can tell when there's like great acting oh yeah. mm-hmm. and when you when but you pay attention moments, to, there are moments where you yeah. realize it yes like when it comes through and you're like holy fucking shit and so like for black panther i think that moment for me at least was a uh, where like i think the acting was really the uh it, it was just the it became like sort of the driving part of that scene mm-hmm. was uh at the end when Killmonger killmonger is dying yeah with T'Challa, like that's just like a iconic ass oh fucking conversation. It's right amazing. There. It's yeah. so fucking good. There, I was watching it last night, and uh, the uh, coronation ceremony that they do. Mm. It's where they yeah yeah yeah. Uh, dude, that shit it it gave me chills oh, to yeah. the absolute max last uh-huh. night because it was it was that that entire scene was just celebrating T'Challa. So like it, it felt very very like yeah, there's relevant. A, it was awesome, just like though, it was yeah. just like everyone in the crowd was just like like chanting for him and everything, and he just looked on them super proud and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, this is <laughs> this is fucking me up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, but it it's just so good. And that first fight with Mbaku is pretty kick ass. Oh yeah, no, the, the Mbaku fight's really good. I remember that being like. Just as I mean, just the whole movie's fucking good, but the introduction to Wakanda mm-hmm. is fucking brilliant. And just also like the care to to put it in a very very modern sort of context, um, while making a movie about like sort of this um, I, I don't want to say dated um, Africa, but like they you know the conception the dominant conception of africa is that it's like a third world country right and yeah. so the like some of those elements and and, and biases bleed through in the movie cuz you know oh yeah well they're, disgui- dis- they're disguising themselves as a third world nation too yeah exactly exactly and it's like that that's just a part of the whole thing but like they make a point of just like flipping the script on that and being like no actually the most advanced technological like the most technologically advanced society is actually a, a, a what seems to be a destitute african village yeah which is not at all like which is just like it's it's crazy to see because like when you start Black Panther like that's like if that's not if you don't understand that as a theme that movie makes you understand that as a theme because one of the in- first introduction uh, like introductory scenes to hit him as a uh, to uh, Chadwick as Black Panther was um uh what's her name taking his sister um Shuri. Shuri. Uh, uh, taking him on, like, on a tour of, like, all the, like, you know, when she shows him the suit and all oh, the yeah, new, yeah, yeah, new yeah. technology or whatever. Like, that was, like, you know, in a superhero movie, it's never, they've never been this tight with, like, all of the devices and shit. Oh, dude. it That's what's cool about that movie, too, is they knew what they were doing. They were, they were putting out the first black superhero. Uh-huh. And they were, like, we got it. We just gotta body this shit. Like yeah, we have to we embody this shit. We we have to embody everything about everything great about this community. 
<laughs> and they really fucking did yeah. in that movie. And like a- everything is beautiful in that movie. Yeah, no, and, it is. I mean, dude, it, and even like earlier in the quarantine, me and my my family watched all the Marvel movies. Uh-huh. Just on, I mean, we watched them all through in about a month or so. And uh, when we watched Black Panther, both my parents were like. That was just different than all the other ones. Yeah. Like they were like they were like like critically it had that to was be. just a phenomenal fucking movie. Yeah. Just and better than almost all the other movies in yeah. most it, it, ways. Yeah, that movie was like an active dialogue with the with the modern political moment because like mm-hmm. it's having this conversation of do we need to overthrow the shit or do we work do we do we open our do we open our borders do we help refugees do we do this in 2018 do we send other do we like do we proliferate weapons like is it should we should we be like taking power and how many like our our firepower um and those are all great questions that i don't think have been asked from a black perspective from a perspective where it's um you're, you're talking about like the liberation of um of uh, oppressed black people across the world as the goal because logically that is that would be the goal of any um sufficiently powerful african nation right yeah. is that they go hey we have people who are uh who, who have been dispersed the world. yeah th- throughout the world and they're all being subjected to these very systemic conditions so shouldn't we go do something about that and it's like how do you like how do you imagine a world where that's a possibility and that's just like all that black panther is and i think that that's a, a cool and pretty singular sort of take and by the by the end uh well and at the beginning again t'challa and killmonger just have completely different views on what they should be doing Mm -hmm. you know t'challa's like we need to close our borders i am the king of wakanda i am not the queen i'm not the king of everybody that Mm -hmm. is not that is not the deal here Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna worry about my people we're not gonna fuck with anybody else this is us and uh killmonger was like yo there's people all over the world being oppressed and you have the ability to stop it. Mm-hmm. His other motivation was just, you know, oppressing the white people after. Yeah. Yeah. That was. <laughs> but Which, can't blame him. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, like, think about it on a flipped script. Like, what is the United States? Yeah. And how similar are they to Killmonger? I'd argue that they're pretty similar. Yeah, I... I, I you're right. <laughs> the the entire justification that they provide, and I think that's a, an intentional message in that movie, definitely. Um, but like the idea of imperialist conquest as a method of uh, peace bringing is inherently flawed because it comes with the idea that we need to Americanize these people. Yeah, and there, I mean, that, that's a theme in so many, so yeah. many stories throughout. I mean, like, and, and I always bring it back to this, but. Star Wars. <laughs> Anakin is like, I have brought peace, prosperity, and justice to my new empire. You're like, yo, your new empire. Your new empire. There's the problem. <laughs> yo, what the fuck, man? You're just yeah. you're just ruling with an iron thumb, iron fist here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not how this works. It's all, all devolves into, and people don't people like. I, I understand the desire for, like, bloody revolution and all of that. But, like, what happens next? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like I, 
I, I feel I get the urge to be militant, <laughs> but then it's like, what happens when the militancy is over? Yeah, like right. When when like, when all the when the dust settles, and I don't. It's like, I don't want to live a life where people are just fighting all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, how else does it happen? <laughs> it's like, it's, I mean, all the great, all the all the revolutions that have gotten us to where we are today resulted yeah. in warfare, blood. Yeah, yeah, it's like, ugh, it's scary. Blood is definitely like just a a way of the world, but there's, you know, I think T'Challa was. Like also in the Afrofuturist vein, uh, T'Challa was very future-minded, yeah, in the in a way that Killmonger wasn't, which is why ultimately T'Challa wins is because he's able to kind of see beyond, be rational, yeah, beyond a moment of anger of rage. Um, well, I won't even say a moment, but just like acting, uh, a, a, pure... an active burning rage throughout his entire fucking life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like. Rage is so, like, in a weird way, like, rage is momentary, right? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not something that necessarily persists, like, um... Like in the boondocks. In, yeah, 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 right, like in, in the boondocks, right? It's not something that just goes like this, like, it, rage goes up and down and sideways, and sometimes you feel this way, and you just feel that way. Um, but, like, to think with a cool head, I guess, is a, a more, uh adaptable kind of mindset. Yeah, I I tend to agree and T'Challa was always going to win the battle, man. I just, I, just, I wish it battle. wouldn't have happened the way it did. I know. Yeah. But like I also get it, like it, it, it made T'Challa seem like he was like um I don't know, it made him feel like a institutionalist, like he was all about Yeah, like, and see that's the thing too. I was about to, I was about to say like Killmonger wanted to, uh, like his last line very famously is like, they'd rather die than suffer in the suffer in bondage. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, that tells me that Wakanda's prison system isn't doing very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had an opportunity. You had an opportunity to rehabilitate this man, mm-hmm. possibly. And he was like, yeah, I guess I'll die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, th- I, th- I think, uh, it's, it's like, it's, uh, T'Challa had like this weird standard for uh, civility that I think also is also flawed. Like, like you know, on one side of the coin, where like this like unquenchable rage is a flawed sort of ideology. Also, it becomes like you you can lean too much into into being adaptable. So much so where you've like laid a, a fantasy world for yourself where everything is working perfectly. Yeah. When in reality, there are just swaths of your population dying. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a balance. It's a balance. For sure. For sure. We've gotten real deep into, like, the, I- the, the ideals. Of, yeah, of the, the ideals and, and just, like, the characters and their motivations and, and their, their their writing. Um, Black Panther is just a, a well-done story. There's Ryan, so much Ryan there. Ryan Coogler deserves a lot of like I, He deserves a lot, a lot of respect. Of respect. Uh, do you know if he wrote this movie or if he I just directed it? I don't know. I'll have to look. I'll look that up right now on the air. But I mean, do you want to talk about the future of Black Panther? I mean, like what? I can't imagine them putting out another movie. See, and that's the thing is that I, I think so much of their universe was about to be centered around Wakanda. Really? 
that they can't abandon it completely. So I think moving forward, they're going to use Shuri as Black Panther. Because you can't recast it. You can't, you can't, T'Challa's Chadwick Boseman. That's, yeah. there's no other option. It's, yeah. it's, it's done. Uh, but, and maybe, maybe there's not another actual Black Panther movie. I, may, I don't think But be. if, if they keep sh- showing up in the universe, the Wakandans, which they almost certainly have to, given mm-hmm. that they have all the vibranium and stuff, and now that's well known. Mm-hmm. They're about to open their borders and become more open. Uh, I'm guessing that Shuri and Nakia are going to be a very big part of what we see going forward, and therefore Okoye will probably be there yeah. with them whenever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I My instinct is to just say it's over, it's done. Like Because like, that's a common thing for movies, right? It's just to have that the, the movie. Yeah, and yeah, and see, and like, that's the thing. Is like I, I, if, they, if they chose to do that, I'd... Like, what if I, I, I support that course of action, mm-hmm. like... But I also see the perspective where they've built this universe. That, that's the problem. That's where the problem's coming in because they've built the Wakanda is a is a fixed part of the Marvel universe at this point. And if they continue on with their, you know, uh, you know, I don't really hesitate that much to call it an empire, but their empire of movies, which they will into the foreseeable future because it's Marvel and it's Disney, um, and you know, it's they're, they're going to make the money. But it, it's going to be an issue with how they address. No what's going on yeah like <laughs> yeah I, and that's what makes me think maybe the best course of action is just uh i mean with the end of the infinity saga after endgame you could you could probably just cut ties i think like not cut ties but like like not See, but not the, bring it up again. But then my, that feels like a disrespect. That was my other the, thing. That feels like, like a slight to the they Black can't, Panther They can't films. do nothing, but they... The they Because he, he, he was a huge part of four movies. Yeah. Yeah, he was. A Civil War, Infinity War... I mean, at least a huge part in Civil War, Infinity War, and Black Panther, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, Endgame, he, he got dusted at the end of Infinity War, so he didn't show up again until the end but his moment in Endgame is about as important as any moment in that film mm-hmm. when he's the first to come through yeah yeah god what a fucking great moment i yeah i i can't i also can't imagine them not saying anything because that would be even weirder just with how big it is um and how big Black Panther was when it came out like that oh, it was, was a it was... fucking thing the whole month of february i remember like that's all anybody talked about. See, and, like, people talked about Endgame and Infinity War that way. But mm-hmm. nobody talked about another solo movie like no, that. Nobody talked about <laughs> no, a solo movie like Nobody that. talked about a solo movie like no. that. I mean, that, that was... That movie had white people asking if it was okay to go see it. <laughs> like, yo, they, like, people they were, were like, is like, it all right with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, bro, what? <laughs> and I, I remember seeing that shit and being like... Like, am I it's not like, allowed to watch Harry Potter? Is it like, <laughs> bitch, it's a movie. Go see the movie. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, oh, dude, I just, it's such a specific and distinct time in my life yeah. when I think to February 2018 yeah. because it is just shrouded in Black Panther. And the album. And the fucking al- I've been listening to that. I've been listening to that. 
good. Especially especially on Friday because I was like I wasn't ready to watch anything yet. Yeah. But I wanted to like I wanted to I wanted to sulk a little bit in this. Yeah. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm thinking about it. Might as well lean into it. Lean well. into it. So <laughs> I I listened to the Black Panther album and there were a few songs that just they hit a little harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because of the circumstances, like yeah. I Am by George Smith. That one went really hard. A Seasons, one that never really hit for me. Well, I mean, it always hit, but I I never listened to it much. Yeah, you know, the Black Black Panther, the Black Panther song. Uh, oh, itself is. Hit. Oh, yeah, literally. The end was I, I am T'Challa. T'Challa. I am T'Challa. I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, and uh, it's uh, such a good album. Yeah, that was a good album. Not really the fuck. I I was like, why doesn't every movie do this? This is fucking awesome. This is fucking extraordinary. <laughs> Um, yeah. Do you got anything else to say about uh Black Panther? Do you want to talk about uh any of the other roles? Any of the uh any other things? No, I think we covered basically all the all the general thoughts that I've had concerning that movie. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. Was a really good movie. And now it is forever. I mean, it was already immortalized in a different. It's immortalized in a different realm than all the other Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. I'm just you know. Glad he got to see it. Glad he got to become T'Challa. I oh, dude. I can't imagine who else would have been T'Challa. I, I can't. No, nothing would be right. <laughs> nothing would fit. It's just not It's just not right. It's just not right. It's just not right. Let's talk some more Black Panther and Comic Club. What do you say? I'm ready. Let's go. So, we got Black Panther, the Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda, issues 7 through nine today a few weeks back we uh covered three through six or four through six and the week before that issues one through three so if you want to uh follow along uh black panther black panther the intergalactic empire of wakanda we've uh we've got a little companion podcast for it go back and read those uh but these issues today are written by tanasi coates uh drawn by kev walker the colors are done by stephanie petro the lettering is done by vc's joe sabino and the cover art is by Paolo Rivera and Daniel Acuna on all the issues. It's the same exact same exact rundown on all of them. Doesn't happen often. There's usually there's usually one or two. They got a tight team. They got a tight team. It's pretty it's pretty cool. So on uh, issue seven, we open on Njataka and his wife discussing uh, their daughter's growing interest in the empire, and uh, immediately the colors here are gorgeous. The like soft yellow glow mm-hmm. that's on. His wife, it's, it's fucking cool, and uh, she's a little. Are, you, do you take uh, his mom as a little concerned, or her mom as a little concerned? His yeah. wife, yeah, definitely, definitely looks like she's a she's a little. I think this is another example of the uh, blind fanaticism motherly. that we oh, uh, yeah. that we saw in like Jojo Rabbit and stuff. Uh-huh. She's like, oh fuck yeah, the Empire's so fucking cool. My dad <laughs> runs this shit. <laughs> She's like, oh, look at this picture of Manifold on the next page. <laughs> and Jataka is, uh goes and talks to her one-on-one, and uh, he invites her to come see the uh, fortress where the uh, Empire does its uh, does its business on uh, Planet Bast, which, again, super cool fucking name. Very cool. And uh, she's, she's fucking astounded by this. She's very, very happy to hear it. Uh, we then switch to a pleasure ship. We follow some random fucking guy. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't. When I was reading it, 
I was like, I don't think I know who this is. Yeah, we were like, we're following some random dude, and he has some conversation with some lady. And we're like, okay, cool, guess All I'll right. follow this for a while. I guess I'll follow this. <laughs> and uh, turns out, this some lady is a secret agent for the Maroons. Mm. They're listening in, back on the Mackendale. <laughs> and uh, we learned that their ship is cloaked by some sort of technology powered by the Mkron Shard, which we learned about in the previous issues, and... We've learned that that's going to somehow help them help the nameless get their memories back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find that over the next couple issues, there's a lot of things that, in theory, should help get the nameless <laughs> memories back. Yeah, it's it's like every every single issue is like centered around a mission where they're t- retrieving something that'll help, help get the nameless' memories, memories back. back. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty central theme of the whole thing, but like that, yeah. I think we I think we talked about I think yeah I think I talked about that when we first started it but like I didn't and I did not even expect it to be that big of a so <laughs> much so much mention of plundering oh in the oh, next yeah. three issues oh yeah 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 just there was that one one instance of it in the previous six but like in the next three comics I think it's used like three or four times really it's yeah and I was <laughs> I was like fuck yeah I was like we love that word here oh, we love that word here um. Uh, the Mackendale decloaks and uh, fires on the uh, pleasure ship. I was like, "Oh damn!" So we go into Warden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a uh, that random dude takes the secret agent lady up to his uh, safe room, and he uh, starts spilling his secrets about how important he is and how he's going to uh, take her to Planet Bass. We're going to Jataka's court. Come on, baby. We're gonna have a good time. Let's roll. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, well, next. Uh, she lets down an intricate digital disguise, and uh, turns out some secret agent lady was Nakia the whole time. I don't know how they got this technology. I'm assuming some more Imkron shard shit because all the Imkron shard stuff has that like pinkish glow. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm thinking it has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you Probably. know, that, that's some pretty intense technology <clears throat> there. Uh, what. What's that? Do you know if... Uh, well, actually, well, go ahead. We're about to get there. Okay. Uh, and during all this, M'Baku uh, trusts T'Challa with his feeling that they should wait before sending in an assault team to this pleasure ship. T'Challa was like, you know what? Just chill for a second. I have a feeling things are going to work out. Nobody has to get hurt today. And M'Baku was like, mm, fucking hey, kid. I'll trust you, but <laughs> shit. And uh, there's, a, there's a pretty good... Uh, impactful section here on page uh, 18 and 19 and uh, uh, I'll read it out loud here like it's M'Baku talking he says like all empires the empire of Wakanda is counterfeit it is a confederacy of villains who've elevated criminality to galactic law the empire creates nothing it enlightens no one because as the great uh, Shangamayar taught empires do not enlighten they plunder first example of the plunder usage there uh, in this field, I must admit, the Empire has been a pioneer. The font of the Empire's great powers is the archive, its vast knowledge, its vast collection of knowledge, all of it plundered from the memories of the millions they've enslaved. More than the more than the might on, of Injataka, the archive is the font of imperial power. It is the archive that gave the Empire its culture and technology. It's just all about how they mined culture and just took all the best parts of all these different societies all around the universe and just mined that shit. And they used it to keep gaining knowledge. Like that's, 
I just fucking love Tanahashi. Oh, it's so man. it's so good. It's like that's God. such good writing. Like he lit- the like he, archive he, is the font of imperial power. The font of imperial power, bro. And like the archive is a representation of a very real thing. Yeah, it's it, it, the stealing of cultures and yeah. the um, imperialism overall. Mm-hmm. Just uh, oh, and that reminds me of another great part of the Black Panther movie when uh, uh, Shuri. Uh, is greeted by the uh, CIA agent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, "Don't don't scare me like that, colonizer." <laughs> He's like, uh, "No, my name is da 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 da." And she's like, "I know." I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "You're white and you're a cop." <laughs> and you're a cop. <laughs> so double whammy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but also like you got to take into account like what what he's saying when he says that the. Uh, like when he says the empire and when he says um like the archive when he's using these words to refer to like the objective sort of reality of um empire or archival knowledge um he he's using it to overlay like a modern context on this story right or to put a a timeless sort of element into how he describes the violence of the of the story because what hasn't been done enough is that they look at people look at these nations and they say oh this nation did this very bad thing they they did this bad thing and it caused them to be uh uh, bad like just generally bad people and nobody likes what they did Mm -hmm. um once you know everyone becomes of the moral knowledge that allows them to be like, oh, that's reprehensible. Yeah, um, that's, that's 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 fucking. It. Instead, that's, that's his shitty. his focus is always on the objective terms, which is weird because he's writing a comic book about a very specific place, and he's always saying the empire, the plant. Like it's always yeah. like these actions. <laughs> and not no, and, and again, this is, I know I bring it back to this always, but again, this is this was part of what made George Lucas a Star Wars so yeah. fucking timeless is the use of the Empire, the mm-hmm. Rebellion. These are timeless yeah. stories that can be told exactly. because there's always going to be a big guy and a little guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, more more that's more applicable to the Star Wars thing. This this mm-hmm. cuts much more deep, I think, uh-huh. in terms of uh, its actual intention. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Following that, we uh, we learned that the uh, random guy that we were following is the chief technologist for the Empire. And he takes care of the archive. So M'Baku's plan is, you know what? We're going to mine this dude's brain. Uh-huh. We're going to mine his brain. We're going to archive his knowledge. Uh-huh. Show him what it's about. And it was right here that I was like, Man, I fucking love M'Baku. Uh, if, you, if you watch the uh, Hamilton film, on Disney Plus, his character reminds me a lot of uh, George Jackson's portrayal of George Washington in that. Mm. Like, it's just they elevate George Washington in that to be like this, like, godly leader. And I feel like right here is where M'Baku really comes into his own. Is like, mm. I don't know why. I just feel like he's like, this is my shit, okay? Yeah. This I am here to protect these people. Yeah. I will do what must be done. M'Baku's the best first general ever, ever created. It's true. Uh, he gives a very rousing speech. He says, we are going to avenge its victims and make them whole because the Empire didn't simply steal our technologies and culture. They stole our lives. Let us fight for our memories, comrades. Let us recover our names. And I was like, fuck yeah! M'Baku! M'Baku! Uh, back on planet Bast, Emperor Njataka is receiving a brief on their uh, missing technologist. 
which we just learned where he is. He's getting his uh, memories mind, or not memories, but knowledge mined by the Maroons. Uh, he wants to find and interrogate him. He's like, yo, you've been gone for two weeks. I need to know what the fuck you've been doing. That's what he wants to do at this point. Uh, and during all this, Njataka's daughter is just enthralled by this guy murdering people. She's yeah. she's just watching this dude cut these people up, and she's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, this is this is cool." Hell yeah! Hell yeah. And her eyes have this like weird green glow. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, his daughter becomes a much bigger part of the story. But uh, as of right now, I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean? Like, why are her eyes glowing green?" Yeah. Uh, and then we learn that the dude who is cutting people up right there is the man inside the manifold suit. Hmm. Uh, and he appears to be under some sort of control because his eyes also have that green glow, which uh, I I don't know what that I, I I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious as to what that what that implies. Ready to go on to the next book? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, indeed. So, uh, book eight, we got the same creative team here. Uh, this one was actually the. Stan Lee Memorial issue. Yeah, did uh, so. I'm assuming Stan Lee died around about when this came out. Yes. Yeah, it would have been right. Th- I, and I've actually read a lot of comic books from, uh, I'm guessing this specific month, because I've revisited a lot of 2019 comics and 2018 comics, and uh, I guess just I, I stumble upon these all the time. These Stan Lee Memorial issues, uh, and okay. uh, every time I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I, you, huh. <laughs> and like this one I was like reading Black Panther and Stanley and I was like oh god and everything just uh, everything sucks but yeah, then everything uh, sucks. <laughs> in the uh, next book we see uh, T'Challa break into an Imperial freighter with Nakia on the comms and uh, when he gets in there and kicks some uh, Ascari ass he finds the vibranium that they were looking for but uh, he also finds a lot more finds that uh, there are some people being trafficked, about to be enslaved by the Empire, which is a fucking problem. Yes, sir. And he's like, yo, we gotta stop this shit right now. But uh, Nakia says to leave them. They are not assets the way T'Challa was when they looked for him and found him. I was like, fuck, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Like, you gotta be practical. You're running a rebellion and stuff. But, like, Come on. Like, Come on. You, got, you got an opportunity to save slaves here. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like what? And T'Challa makes this point here in a few pages. He's like, what the fuck are we doing this for if not to do exactly this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh, Nakia's not afraid to get on his ass here. Not afraid at all. She uh, she really tears into him. And she's like, uh, she's like, get the vibranium. Get the fuck back out here. And don't bother coming back without it. I was like, okay, Nakia. Show him what's up. Yeah, I mean, she's very... She's like, I know we've been getting friendly, so you think you can get away with shit here. Uh But yo, listen, this is the way it is. Uh And I was like, okay, Nakia, I fucks with you. And I'd be willing to bet she's, uh, oh wait, no, this is like, this is later in the comic. Never mind. I was about to kind of spoil some shit. But But uh, it it comes from like, the the two perspectives, like ultimately come down to really well to how uh, T'Challa says it. Like, you know, there are two classes of cargo in here. One is vibranium and the other is something much more. Yeah. Like, it's like someone's priorities are straight. And, like, <laughs> while Nakia has, you know, valid argument to say that, you know, there's a mission that takes priority here, while there is, like, there's also, like, you know, the reason for the mission in the first place. Mm-hmm. 
which kind of you know precedes the actual mission. Absolutely, it, you know, it's rule. It's that, the rule like it's the over. It's the overarching purpose of what you're doing. Yeah, it's here. the rule like, of law precedent. versus the spirit of the law. Like, yeah. what are you what are you doing the thing for? Yeah, and I mean, uh, and but again, Nakia, her point here is vibranium is the second thing besides the Imkron shard that uh, is going to help them get their memories back. So uh, I don't know what they're building here, but it requires Imkron shard and vibranium, which both seem like extremely, extremely. Uh, Mm-hmm. rare tools to find <laughs> yeah uh next we see mbaku and nakia discussing t'challa how he is a, a great warrior but uh he's not a great soldier <laughs> doesn't doesn't know how to listen <laughs> he's like you know what i do what the fuck i want because i can because i can <laughs> all right Isn't that's what's going on here and uh next t'challa stumbles upon a group of aliens and he's like yo what the fuck going on and they're being tortured by the Ascaris. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. And like, I like the art here with T'Challa's just mouth agape. Like, oh, fuck. Or not mouth agape, but teeth clenched. And he's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really dark, but really good. Yeah. I really I really enjoy the, uh, the imagery there. And uh, T'Challa sees no other action but to be about that action. <laughs> but to be about that axe. And I fucking love it. The art the art here is pretty much my favorite of any fight that we ever see in this in this comic book. Uh I like uh and it's what's weird is I usually enjoy the vibrant pages with a lot of color, but these these are relatively uh dull tones with like mm-hmm. the faded blue green and the orangish yellow in the background. But I just love I like this uh, Black Panther suit too. I know it's the it's the suit super- of all the maroons, but like it's that's a really I, cool I like design. It more that it's a universal design, sort of, because it makes it's it's like it makes it a community, <clears throat> more of a communal thing too. Right, like it's like the idea of a village is that everyone has to be on the same page, and that's what it kind of embodies, especially in a scenario where like the village itself doesn't really exist. Yeah, ex- exactly, and it's. It's it's a fucking cool suit. It is. A cool <laughs> it's a fucking suit. it's a fucking cool suit. <laughs> it's a cool suit. Period. And uh, when he saves them, he then has to tell them, uh, "Now go back to your cells." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, what the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> He's like, "You." And like this dude recognizes him. He's like, "It's you." You're the dude who put the knife where it belonged. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, but get back to your cell." And he's yeah. like, well, but, but dude, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the guy who put the knife where it belonged. <laughs> and uh, the, he starts explaining, the, the father of this family starts explaining, yo, we just got taken. We still have our memories. Like, you can save us. And, like, you'll, like, I know your big plan is to give us all our memories back. But, like, we still have our memories. You can get us the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> right now. Like, let's, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, while he's while he's explaining this, the uh, one of the Ascari that T'Challa beat the shit out of rises up and shoots the father in the back, and it's uh, it's quite sad. Mm-hmm. He uh, falls into the arms of T'Challa, and uh, he says, "Oh, child, no, not a child at all, a hero, a Damn. king." And I was like, "Fuck." Just, I mean, like it was, it was it, all of it's just the timing of which everything happened here. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, God damn it! Not a child, not a, a hero, child. a king. And I was like, God. Uh, T'Challa gives the kid his mask, and uh, he sends him crawling through the vents. And then T'Challa goes to fucking work. 
And this is a good example of how him taking off that mask uh, separated him from that community. Yeah. he's He took off the mask and he's like, all right, I'm going to do shit my way. This yeah. is me. This is T'Challa. This ain't the Maroons. Mm-hmm. And uh, he single-handedly wipes out the crew of this fucking freighter and then steals the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I could have just taken the vibranium. I could have just made it out with these people. But you know what? I'm going to just demolish everybody here. And, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take the whole thing. Yeah. I'm going to take the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it it seems like I'm not sure how it's being if it's written if it's being written to be ambiguous as to whether or not you know this is the right thing to do necessarily but it seems like um he's having some killmonger moments he goes to work like <laughs> he he does some fucking damage and like and i think in this next one he straight up throws a spear through a guy <laughs> uh if i'm not mistaken i think uh i i don't have very many notes on the next on the next comic either these mm-hmm. these ones were pretty my, uh dialogue yeah light on dialogue yeah. so like they didn't i didn't have to take many notes it was mostly just the the story was told through images so it was a. Uh, I like those comics though yeah it makes it easy to read and mm-hmm. it's really and often they're very fun because mm-hmm. the art's just fucking beautiful but uh if we will on to issue nine last one for the episode and uh we open up on uh planet agway where Nakia and T'Challa are aiding the Jinga with an assault on the Empire. Uh, their mission is to defeat the traitors who have infiltrated the Jinga and uh, and liberate the Jangu Scale in one fell swoop. The Jangu Scale, another thing that will help the Nameless get their memories back. Uh, so that's three straight, th- straight three straight issues where it was like, yo, we're pursuing something that will help us get the, get the memories back. Yeah, and. Uh, and then right here we get some pretty fucking beautiful underwater art, which is hard to make look good, mm-hmm. I think. Like, and to effectively portray that you're underwater. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can tell this whole thing takes place underwater. It's oh, pretty yeah. It's pretty fucking killer. Yeah, and, no, like, with all the bubbles and them, like, it's just, it's cool. I like the, I like, I like the art a lot. Art is crazy. Uh, and, you, like, you even get, like, details, like, the reflection of, uh, of the ship in T'Challa's helmet on page nine. It's, mm-hmm. it's impeccable drawing and, uh, the energy weapon blast, the, the vest, the submariner vessels and shit. It's, it's all very, very cool. Yeah. Um, T'Challa charged headfirst into being surrounded by the traitors. And, uh, when he called Nakia for help, it appears there was some kind of explosion. Something go boom. And, uh, T'Challa and Nakia, awake after this explosion uh bound by some weird handcuff situation Mm -hmm. uh they are in a rebel hideout on agway so it's kind of strange that they woke up here i thought i was like yo what the fuck going on then yeah uh they talked to a dude named farouk who has stolen the spear of bashenga they go back and forth about how t'challa and nakia have been deceived and he and he frees them and he explains the jangu's history how their species evolved from the Jangu, and it was eventually hunted to extinction by the Empire. I was like, and this is a Niami species, by the way, the the leader of their of the Maroons before she died a few issues ago. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was interesting too that mm-hmm. they evolved from just this giant kaiju style monster yeah. fish. 
This is fucking it's just, dope. It's just unexplainable. <laughs> I, I love that, though. Like, I, I, that's one of my favorite aspects of, like, uh, intergalactic anything mm-hmm. is j- the creation of these species. Yeah. Because they're also, you have to create something brand new. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and definitely I, do. I, I love shit like that. Uh, Farouk tells them that one Jangu survived and that it is the Jangu who told the enslaved nameless who they are. And now they must free that Jangu. He explains that Jafari is actually the one who betrayed Niami's ideals. He didn't care about the galaxy as a whole, just his planet. Kind of reflective of uh, T'Challa and Black Panther himself. He was mm-hmm. like, he was like, but not to this point. Yeah. Jafari was willing to sell out other people in order to benefit his own place. Yeah, T'Challa wouldn't have done that shit. No, it was like, of course not. But uh, yeah, he's like, you know what? I'll sell you all out, and I'll have my peace with the Empire. That's the deal. And when an explosion erupts, you think perhaps Jafari is making his move. But we see Manifold in all his glory. That's the end of the issue. Quick one. It was. It was a very quick one. Uh, again, not a lot of dialogue. A lot of action through the uh, through the art. And uh, I love the Manifold's design. Uh-huh. It's so fucking cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, it, I, I would love to see that brought to life in live action somehow. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I need to learn more because I've never read... Any other comics with the manifold in it? That might be a Tanasi Coates original. Uh, I'd have to look into that, but uh, I'd, I'd be very interested in finding out if that character has ever been on any comic page before, or if that's an original design by the artists in Tanasi Coates. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun, but uh, yeah, this was a good. This was cathartic for me. The comic? No, talking about Black Panther. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm it sorry. All, I was sending a message. No, um, it, all, it all felt it, it felt good to talk about things. Yeah, no, I did. It's always it's always good to good to do that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just did not want to be recording this episode. I did not want to be recording it either, but I had to. Yeah, I had to. We talk had to. About it. it was it was I only right. It was only right. It. it was only right. We had to pay homage to the legend. Yeah, and everything he stood for, because I think that like a lot of what he stood for is 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 what Black Panther stood for. I, I agree. Just he embodied that character so yeah. so well, and that's how the greatest actors do it. Like there is no Tony uh, Stark without Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like there's just there just isn't like who's a better one? You can't you tell can't me. Find you can't. It's- Man, Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Is yeah, and it really shows the power of film too, and just like how like the per- simple portrayal of these characters bleeds over into like the actual person. Yeah, and see, I was thinking about this uh, this very thing the other night because I talked, me and my family talked about it for a little bit too, but it evolved into a conversation about celebrity celebrities' deaths and stuff about like how how to deal with that and stuff like that, and it's like mm-hmm. it's okay to grieve a celebrity's death, you know, like. Just because you didn't know a person doesn't mean you weren't connected to them, especially if they if they provided you with a connection through art. Yeah. Like like I think back to Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Like I listened to his music all my fucking life. Of course I was devastated when he died. I think oh, back yeah. to even Kobe Bryant when he died. I watched him play basketball all my fucking life. That shit was art. I connected with I couldn't believe that like that happened this year, Kobe did. This fucking <sighs> year, man. This year. Fuck me up, man. This whole year is just a 
It's a shit show. It's a bro. shit and show. And that was another thing me and my family talked about. It seems like every year <laughs> we get to a point in the year where we're like, every Fuck year. This year. <laughs> what, what is going to be the outcome of this? Because I feel like we've been saying the same thing since 2016. No, basically. but here's the thing, though. I think this year puts into perspective how not bad the other years were. Trump was our president. I guess we have been saying it every year since. <laughs> Yo, yeah. the last year that everyone goes, that was fucking great, was summer 16. Summer Guess 16. when he got elected? November 16. <laughs> Yo, it's the only explanation. Oh, my the, God. The, the nation has been in just turmoil ever since. I don't, I like, if that's not enough proof, what is? What I mean, is? That's, just, that's just on the surface right there. It's like, it is literally all over Twitter. Stop talking about summer sixteen. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's, the world is different now. World is different now because you remember. I, I remember summer sixteen because uh, that was the summer for free came out, and that mm. was just such an iconic ass summer song to me for some reason. Mm. <laughs> like, I was, would you fuck me for free? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's hard, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard, Drake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last good year, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I'm happy we got to celebrate Chadwick with this episode. I feel like we uh, yeah, we talked a lot about Black Panther and that he embodied that he, he embodied that character well. He did, he did. So uh, we'll sign off here. I am uh, Colton Robertson. That's the magnificent Tavares Pennington. Yes, indeed. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Peace, love, and bloom. And as always, praise Keanu Reeves. As always.